0: If you could travel back in time to when you were younger, what, firstly, what age would you travel back to and what would you tell yourself? So that basically is the premise of the podcast. And uh, I've come to meet Conrad Yates, who used to be a Crown Prosecutor and is now a Land Rover aficionado. And I thought it'd be interesting to start with Conrad for this first episode because he has had a big change in life. So I'm in a field or sort of an industrial estate in the middle of Jersey somewhere, very remote. So I'm gonna go and let's go meet Conrad. I think he's in this shed over here. So basically next to me right now is this big shed made out of wood. Looks quite modern actually and sustainable and environmental and uh, surrounding it are beautiful fields. So I'm gonna walk through these two big hangar doors into the workshop. And in the workshop are several defenders and Conrad. Hi Conrad. Good morning, Phil. How are you? I'm good, thank you. Pleased to see you. Glad to make making up here. Welcome. Well, I, I should not say welcome. You should say welcome. <laughs> you did welcome. say welcome. <laughs> so, what are you working on? Um,
1: Land, Rovers. Land Rovers. Land Rovers. Land Rovers.
0: Land Rovers. So, describe obviously, there's um, all audio, so no one can see anything, obviously. Well,
1: what we've got in here are two um, Land Rovers that I've been building. So, th-
0: you built this? Um,
1: this one, just to explain, there's yeah. there's a there's a this is an ex-military one, which is brown in colour, 1973, which is which is terracotta. I'm going to call it terracotta, terracotta. Um, and it's basically all there. And it? this one, this one, this one, when um, a friend of mine, Miles, has been helping me, um, he's the sort of more mechanical one. I sort of visualise things, and um, this this one would have been sort of olive drab, olive green, yeah. khaki-coloured, NATO green, they call it. It would have been a sort of military... So you didn't, do you know the history of it? Uh, it was built in 1973, and it spent most of its life with the TA, uh, Territorial, Ar- Territorial Army, so it hasn't, had, it hasn't seen yeah. any active service. So that was one of the reasons why it looks the way it does now, because having researched the history when I got it, it was a sort of, it was a bit of a wreck when we yeah. got it. It was rusty covered in moss falling apart a bit it's looking pretty new now um yeah and and it was going to be it was initially going to be a sort of a a bit of a sort of quick flip yeah because Land Rover's
0: Defenders you can sell I I saw one I passed the garage the other day 80 grand
1: yeah well exactly there's there's a big demand um for them at the moment there's a sort of I suppose uh, this whole sense of adventure and nostalgia that yeah. surrounds them that, that people want to buy into. So how long have you been working on this? Um, it's about three months.
0: Oh yeah, wow, pretty um, and it's pretty impressive. So how many having, more
1: months to go? It's almost there, to be honest. It needs, it needs a yeah. canvas and it needs some seals and stuff, but as you can Where's see, the air if conditioning? If isn't there isn't that? There, there is a heater, there is a, 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 <laughs> a heater
0: in there. But when you, so when you eventually come to sell this, will it be
1: hard to sell because you're attached to it? this is the difficulty not getting attached to things um and um i've got eight land rovers at the moment and that's probably testament to the fact that you do get (laughs) attached to them so
0: um for our listeners i mean the main question is
1: don't name it don't name it it. if you name it then you end up keeping it
0: okay don't name it it's got no name no name one no name one. no name two you got another one there this one the plan was
1: going to be to
0: build one which was so what we're looking at is basically four
1: wheels under a cover It's of cover i'm gonna i'm gonna show you in a are second you show me in a sec but the it's a blue cover the problem with land rovers is that they they rust um, okay. they would they were built as agricultural machines yeah and they weren't ever really meant to last forever okay but because because they've got this this sort of halo effect and people want them yeah um there are there are probably hundreds of hundreds of people companies, restoring them to sort of supply the market that's grown up for them. Um, and people are trying to make them better than they were when they left the factory. This, okay. Because there's no point, in my view, there's no point sort of building an almost new snazzy Land Rover if it's going to start deteriorating yeah, as no, soon really. as it drives yeah. out the door. Yeah. And that's that's the sort of the nemesis of so any Land Rover. So this is... So this is, this is, this is built to, to last. A, a very high standard, much much higher than that one over there. Um, so this will sell. So th- you will sell this one eventually. So this one, this one is again. This one is is being built to sell. But it's wow. It's, it's um, shiny grey. This is actually a Porsche color. This Porsche is Porsche color. This is called very graph- shiny.
0: Graph- it looks brand new. Graphite blue. But it is to, I suppose the metal um, is brand new, right? And
1: you can see if you have a look underneath. That see very shiny metal. All of this is and springs galvanised steel, galvanized, yep. marine grade stainless steel. It's not going to rust. it's certainly not going to rust as easily as mild steel is going to be. So, if you were, my um, lad, ask, what bracket of price would this sell for once it's done? Uh, oh, is that a? Um, oh, that's a secret. Um, they can sell from anywhere between fifty and hundred and fifty thousand pounds, maybe Wow. More. So as you can see, we're sort of yeah. at a stage now <clears> where it's probably about two thirds complete. Um, it needs, and this is, this is what I've got in the car today. Yeah. I've got sort of various other panels and bits and pieces that are back from the paint shop.
0: Um, the big um, question <laughs> is for me, how did you end up doing this and why? You were a crown prosecutor and now we're here. Yeah. Is that a big, that's a
1: big question? Perhaps isn't it? a bit odd, isn't it? Um, I, know it's
0: a, I think it's a bit odd. It's... Um, it's cool.
1: Land Rovers, I suppose, I've always had an interest in, in Land Rovers. I've always liked cars. Yeah. Um, lots of different marks. And I suppose as I've got older, it's, it's narrowed down to Land Rovers because of, I suppose, what I see is their, their unique ability to teach people Mechanics teach people about themselves teach you there's a sort of anecdote that Land rovers have been teaching people to be mechanics for 70 years. That's how long they've been around so so You're um, saying
0: basically you stri- when, stripping down land Rover is almost like stripping down yourself and rebuilding yourself. Is that what you're saying? Um, is that too big? Well,
1: I'm, I'm, <laughs> I suppose maybe maybe there's an analogy yeah. there if I think about it but cert- certainly the, they are like big, they're like big meccano sets and you can take them apart they're held together with nuts and bolts it's within the the capability of anyone who can sort of use the hands um, and there are problems so i could do a, it. i yeah, have no yeah, for, mechanic back no and that's how, that's how i started out and that's why that's why i'm sort of saying if if do you do you play lego yeah love it's lego. a bit like lego yeah, it's amazing. lego on a on a on a grown-up scale um, and this is, this, is, this is the appeal, I think, to a lot of guys that the way that they're constructed allows you not just to take them apart and put yeah. them back together again, but like Lego, to take them apart and put them back together in the way that, that, you, want to, yeah, that yeah, you want yeah, yeah, to. That you want to. And you put them back together um, and they become a little bit of you. So could
0: you go as far as there's almost a form of art?
1: Yes, I think so. Um, I mean, I, 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 I run an Instagram account. Yeah and that in answer to your, going back to your question why why land rovers um, it, it stems from a general a general um, interest in cars and photography and i used to have an uh, uh, an internet account where i sort of posted pictures of things and when i whenever i posted a picture of a land rover um, the feedback i got was always very positive and i suppose from that that steered me to to become more interested in Land Rovers, post more pictures about Land Rovers, yeah. get more feedback, learn more about them, start collecting them um, and that sort of take this fast forward obviously the, the more interested in something you are the more immersed you get into it the more different facets um, you get involved with but on the Instagram account at the top there's a heading and it sort of says it's an invitation to say who you are Um, and it gives you a sort of you can have a business or entrepreneur or you know all all the different it's like Facebook I suppose you can pick how you want to describe yourself and I've always had I've always had a difficulty in doing that and for a long time I sort of and I think I think at the moment I'm down as a digital creator because for the purpose of Instagram and Facebook I'm posting videos and pictures and and imparting information in a, in a digital form. Yeah. But I often think I think, that you, I think, I think
0: that's often part Often I'm me.
1: tempted to put artists down because ultimately- I think you're
0: at that, that you're looking at your, uh,
1: what's the color again,
0: terracotta. Terracotta, artwork. I'm gonna call it. <laughs> I, would say, I would say that's, because you rebuild, and especially this one, which you completely rebuilt, is a form of art, isn't it? It's, it's, it's your expression it's, of it's, yourself. It's,
1: if you, if you look underneath there, and compare it to a sort of normal, a normal land. We've got my, my daily land rover yeah. over here. That's what you'd see under most cars. Whereas that is, in my view, a bit like a work of art. Yeah. And similarly, if you sort of look in the back of here and...
0: We're looking in the boot. The boot? The back bit. The
1: tub, I suppose you'd call it. it the tub. you
0: have got wood on the bottom with slats
1: on And it. there's Yeah, and, and, and I look at that as a sort of... It's expression yeah. of art, as opposed to just a sort of somewhere to chuck stuff, and it's
0: utilitarian, isn't it? It's can, uti- yeah, and that's that's it that's, does all, that's
1: also part of the going back to the Lego <coughs> analogy. That's also part of the analogy. But, yeah, but so
0: it? so going but going back to, um, I mean, this obviously, in the long run, this is what you want to do. Ideally, doing up land drivers, you could make a living from it properly. Do you think?
1: What. What I've found is that in Jersey, it's actually quite difficult to do, simply because we're on an island and everything has to come in yeah. parts-wise. So I'm, I'm, I'm still sitting on the fence as to whether this is a sort of long-term viable prospect, 70%. And do finish. people
0: buying them, do they expect all the modern things like air conditioning?
1: No, I don't think so. I think, I think people are buying into... With cars like this, people yeah. are buying into the, to the historic provenance and the fact that they are simpler and there are less things to go wrong. I mean, they're, they're so that's, that that's will keep going after car. the
0: apocalypse, that's the, as long as there's diesel
1: yeah. or yeah. cooking
0: oil, yeah. that will work.
1: And to, to be, I mean, the, the, the amazing thing is that had been sat in a field for four years.
0: The, the terracotta one. This yeah. one.
1: Um, we stripped it apart, put it back together again, turned the key, and literally it started first time.
0: See, that's amazing. And the amount of money you um, spend servicing, I've got a modern hybrid Mini, yeah. and I'm sure that won't last more than seven years.
1: No. Oh, well, a, there, 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 yeah. I, I had a discussion like this yesterday online um, where I posted a picture. I've got another, another one which is a bit like this. In fact, this is, this is going to be a facsimile of one I've already got. Yeah. Um, and it's, a, it's a, I think it's beautiful anyway. It's a, it's a soft-top Land Rover in a light green with, um, sort of Oxford tan interior, and it, it, it looks lovely. Yeah. And I posted a picture of it, and um, the, what was it? A little video of it, and um, the video has now got seven million views. What? Um, and and thousands of comments about it. I think um, you were saying. But there was but there was one comment, which said, "This is this is archaic fossil fuel. Uh, you're you know, you're, wise up everybody." This is this is not where we want to be going. Um, it may look nice, but it's it's had its day. Um, by electric sort of thing, um, and there is there is an argument. Well, I, well, the ar- the argument's ar- wrong,
0: and there's it's it's more nuance than that, isn't it? And the carbon isn't, well, I was going to gonna make, say. My 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 yeah. my,
1: my, my, yeah. my response was, um, this is a thirty-five year old car. Yeah, exactly. And there is a huge element of recycling and reusing yeah. and and um the saving of resources which go into building a new car well like that hybrid out there yeah.
0: it might not pump any co2 out driving here but, but it's, there's it's taken like 10 a 10
1: years and and to pay and, it back. and something like that has only got a 10 year shelf life yeah so you'll have to replace that in yeah. 10 years whereas what i'm building I think, with I these think the ethos of these should last right. for another yeah. 30 years with the effort that yeah. we're putting in. And the, so, the way
0: it's driven might be diesel now, but it could be hydrogen later. And, 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 and exactly,
1: the, 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 the power unit, the yeah. engine, and there's companies that are doing this, and, and I've not thought about doing it just because I suppose I'm still on the learning, learning process, yeah. but it would be very easy to take out that and put an electric motor in. Yeah. And there's plenty of room in this sort of car to fit the batteries in as well. And yeah. they're, they're, like I say, there are companies that are producing but electric. I, but the, the environmental
0: argument on batteries is still out. I think, I think it's obviously better for local air pollution, but in terms of the damage done for lithium mining and yeah. transporting the batteries here and manufacturing the cars, it's, not, it's, a, it's a difficult, it's not that black and white. No. And I think, I, think, uh, I think restoring old cars and keeping them going, if you have an old car, keep going until it dies before you buy a new one. Yeah. Because that's it's the cost of making a new car in terms of the carbon, but um, I think there uh, weren't many. Yeah.
1: There weren't many of these. This particular, in, at the end of the day, Land Rover weren't making many Defenders in the in the big scale of things. Yeah. So they make hundreds, hundreds, and hundreds of thousands of the sort of more modern versions. But one of the reasons they discontinued this is because it just wasn't financially viable for them anymore. They were sort of making I can't know exact figures, but maybe eighty thousand a year. Um, which is the big scale of things for a company yeah. like that isn't, isn't, isn't where they want to be.
0: Conrad, um, I'd love to talk more about Land Rovers, but I'm not here to talk about just Land Rovers. I'm here to talk about well, this premise of the idea of like, what would you say to yourself? If, well, firstly, if you go back in time, if you could choose to go back in time to go and meet yourself, when would you go back? You don't have to answer this right yet. And What would you say? And I think to get to that answer, I think we should get in your, this Land Rover and drive somewhere. I'm going to get in. Okay. Let's go. So, I'm getting into uh, Conrad's. What do you call this Land Rover?
1: This has got a name. This is a 110. So it's the. You got, has it got a personal name like Frank? No, it isn't because this this one this one again was a was a project that I bought. Oops. Was a project that I bought um, at the time when I actually stopped working. Yeah. Which we're going to talk about. Yeah. In a minute. yeah. But I, Probably about the time I gave up um, my legal work, I bought this car as a project to do up, and this is this is sort of remarkably different from. Yeah. What it's, it we're in like a very. This is a
0: long wheelbase one, right? A long wheelbase. And it's one got a sort that. of turquoise green. Again, uh, it, my colours. This is this is, is called Keswick green. Keswick green. Keswick, Keswick okay, green. Keswick
1: green um which uh, it's quite pale, modern pale green and it's it? and it's it's one of the later defenders so yeah. it's 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 more modern than all the rest um and it's very it's actually very comfortable yeah, to, really to comfortable. drive compared to the others um
0: so you, so getting back yeah. to the
1: point about getting attached to it yeah. um it was supposed to be something that i would do up and sell and, and i've ended up it. I've, I've kept it for almost 3 years now <laughs> but i haven't given it a name because you I do accept that it, it needs to be sold. I can't keep collecting Land Rovers and keeping them.
0: Um, so you were a Crown Prosecutor. So do you want to tell us about what was that even mean and would it involve? Um, yeah. Let me just reverse out. I'm trying to make you multitask. Is this very much like being a Crown Prosecutor, delicately reversing out of a difficult situation? <laughs> Comrade just gone out to uh, close the uh, the big hangar doors to his shed, maybe like a true lawyer trying to uh, avoid my questioning. In front of me is a gate with two men painting it, which hopefully they will open so we can go for a drive. And Comrade, Comrade's back in. Right. Right. What is it? What is a crown prosecutor? A crown
1: prosecutor in. A Well, I suppose it's it's a prosecutor. Someone who prosecutes criminal cases in Jersey. We're called Crown Advocates. A Crown Advocate is a courtroom lawyer who prosecutes cases on behalf of the Crown. Okay. Um, And I was a Crown Advocate for almost 20 years. What kind of cases? I was dealing with drugs cases. Yeah. Domestic violence, indecent assault, historic. Historic abuse cases, indecent assault cases. Let's let these people past. Some uh, walkers. Walking, um, walking the north coast. But there was uh, there was I don't know how long ago it was now, probably probably longer than I think it was, but there was a there was a the hodler Garan yeah. in investigation. Years, over yeah. Here, and that and that actually then prompted uh, yeah. an investigation into Historic abuse in the island, and there was an invitation for people Some to come. Much older walkers were passing there. Huh? Thank you very much. The whole age spectrum on this road um, yeah, There was an invitation for people to come come forward. Yeah. And um, out of that whole initiative to invite people to come forward, there was a lot of prosecutions arose. Not just not just but um, there, there, there was actually I think very very few, if any at all, from Hode Garen but. Um, People who'd come forward in the wake of that, I prosecuted and it's very diff- a, good, yeah. a good number of historic abuse cases, which are which, very difficult which, to prosecute. aren't
0: they? because as you're relying on witness
1: evidence, you're relying Both on witness evidence. Thirty or forty years ago, um, a lot of it involves families. Um, there's there's generally. Although people want to tell their story, there's generally a reluctance of people to stand up in front of strangers, which is ultimately what we have to do in court, stand up and, and tell that story. It's very difficult to persuade people to do that when there's no guarantee that um, they're going to be believed. Yeah. yeah. Even, even though, from my perspective as the prosecutor, um, what they were saying was utterly believable. Yeah. Um, but you've, you've still got to prove it, haven't you? You've still got to prove Otherwise, it. Otherwise, because there's always a slight chance it might not And, be and it, it, in actual fact, what I would say is that the historic cases um, I found were sometimes slightly easier to um, achieve success in...
0: Really? That's
1: than interesting. The, ...than the, current what, the... The sort of sexual abuse cases which which happened... Saturday night yeah. after after a drinking session in the pub. But, yeah, you know, yeah. I, I I dealt with a number
0: of rape cases for instance. Wow, okay, wow. So um, you really that you so emotionally it's very difficult to distance yourself in these cases. Yeah, you know, and,
1: and, and the rape the rape case the, the, there, there's a whole stigma surrounding that and, and and there's been huge efforts within the But that's a warship.
0: Yeah. We start at Grave Lake Beach on the North Coast Jersey. Sorry they're in the Rock there's a
1: grey warship just over there. There's oh, wait, been a back, huge, uh, there's huge effort to try and rege- redress what was an unhealthy sort of balance that had arisen in the prosecution of sexual offences, not just in Jersey, but, but everywhere, where um, the whole idea about the way people are dressed, the way, the way women dress affecting yeah. how they should be treated, or, or, or um, whether, yeah. whether someone's drunk whether that offense, right to whether do. they yeah, should be yeah, believed yeah, yeah, or yeah. not. Um, and yeah. we, we went to great efforts to try and redress that. But however much effort we put in in presenting a case, you're still dealing at the end of the day with a jury of people who come to court yeah. often with, with those, their own with those views. Yeah, with those yeah, views. Yeah. I think it's very difficult. Um, and I always found it very difficult dealing with a case where um, someone who had someone who was very vulnerable ultimately. Yeah. Because pe- pe- the sort of people who commit these crimes pick on vulnerable victims. And usually it's sometimes with mental health issues yeah. or and it's, disabilities. It, it's, yeah. it's, it's all about that vulnerability. And that's why goodness. they target them, right? That, that's why they're targeted. Yeah. But trying to convince a jury of that is is often an uphill struggle. So there. would
0: you create a bond with so so you had someone coming in as a witness or, you know for the prosec- prosecution. So you'd have to create a bond with them to make sure they'd want to go to court because your whole case would might rely to to, on...
1: a, to a certain extent.
0: So that must we, take, you
1: know. we and I don't think I don't I don't think you it's impossible not to feel some sort of connection with Anyone who's going to be telling a traumatic story, um, and it is all—it so it, 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 it is all—it it yeah. in certain respects, it is all very traumatic.
0: And is that, um, but there's that bond with people. What what drove you to leave then? What, what, was, um, was well, well,
1: well, well. I suppose if you if you do that for long enough, um, there's an there's an argument that you you take on vicariously some of the trauma that has been experienced by the people you're dealing with and this this is this is something that I was actually quite interested in because it wasn't when I researched it whilst it was an accepted condition in for instance first responders in hospital and police and people who come across you know accidents or horrific scenes um, it's only very recently that it's been acknowledged that lawyers, for instance, who are dealing with hands on interaction with those same sorts of traumatic situations, um, can also suffer a sort of vicarious trauma from it as well. And I'm not, I'm not, I suppose the best way to describe it is Jersey is quite a small place. And at the time when I was prosecuting these cases, I had young children, um, and I would find myself driving, driving to drop them to school. And I would drive past various locations, and as a, the, the first thing I would think as I would drive past various locations would be, "Oh, that that's a house where such and such thing happened. Oh, that gosh. street, that street. Oh, that street was where there was a knifing that I did last year, or, or oh, that's that's where." This particular drug dealer lives and 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 when you're you're dro- <laughs> just okay. driving to the school drop off and these these sort of thoughts are bombarding you as you 're driving along, you sort of have to then question is 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 the job that i 'm doing am i am i am i is this a healthy working environment that i'm i'm in and I suppose when it, it got to the stage Did you where, have the support it got though? to the stage where I was sort of taking my kids to the park and rather than watching them enjoy themselves. I'd sort of spent the whole time scanning the perimeter of the play yeah, area, predators. looking looking for predators, um, because you knew because who they were. Because that's not necessarily because I knew who they yeah. were, but I, I I suppose you, from from dealing with that many cases, you 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 learn the profile. Yeah. Um,
0: and so, but did you did work give you any support to deal? Because obviously they must know that this <laughs> takes a toll. You
1: just told to man up. Uh, I think, and uh, I, I I don't want to be. Unduly critical, but I don't think necessarily they did, and I, and and I don't think this is actually any different from how um, it's dealt with across the board. And I say that because I think I think criminal law is, and, and lawyers themselves are quite ego driven. They 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 want to they want to show they can do it. They want to put themselves in these difficult situations. Uh, it, you know, it, there's some bravado in, in yeah doing these, these testy testy court cases um, and, and sort of swallowing your pride and getting on with it and, and at the end of it you know I used to sort of think at the end of each case um, there was a I'm going to call them a, a victim a, a, a complainant who win or lose it didn't really matter because you'd see them go out of court, and if 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 there was a successful prosecution, it didn't necessarily take away that weight that they were carrying. Yes, the defendant had been convicted and was going to go to prison, but they still carried with them the abuse of that him. sort of the problem for the rest of their lives. And that was obviously worse if if they got, if they got let off as well. But and and I used to sort of think. There was no there was not any necessary reason to celebrate because the reality was you'd go back to the office and there'd be another case file waiting for you straight yeah, away yeah. and you'd on be the on for the next one um, I found it after twenty years emotionally quite taxing and sort of questioning why i whether I wanted to continue doing that sort of work because that's that. Unfortunately nowadays you sort of get pigeonholed into doing these things yeah and i I was sort of in a senior position in the team, and um so you got the child cases and the, and it was just the just the way just the way yeah. it worked out but, um, they, but they, it's mad not to have i i and deep, i'm I'm I'm, I'm, and I'm I'm not in any way saying that there are not many other lawyers doing the same it needs to be done right it's a job that um, it needs, needs to, to be done and but it must it does take I, a time I, I, I remember i remember i remember in terms of you in terms of you asking whether there was support i remember having a meeting with a with a lady who had, had uh, a meeting had been set up after i'd raised it and i'd sort of sat down i, th- I think it may it may have been through the the, st- the insurance company or something i don't know um and um, I remember sitting down with her and, and there was almost an incredulity in her tone and her questioning that I as a lawyer would feel impacted by the work. And she, she sort of said, oh, I've, got a, I've got a niece who works in a law firm in London and this is just part of the culture, you know, don't you have to man up? And I was astonished. Um, that that was the attitude of somebody who I had been asked to talk to uh, I'm being very clear that law is a, a stressful job and there are there are many people doing exactly what I did um, That doesn't mean it doesn't take a toll I, I can, you know, my understanding is that most of the people most of my team have now also left um, Yeah um, i i i would work very long hours um in the evenings and at weekends telling myself i can i can do this you know I'm, I'm doing this because i can because i have the ability and because it needs to be done and i've ultimately because i've i've taken an oath that justice will be served and i'm going to do that to the best of my ability um but there does come a time where you have to question whether and I suppose this going back to what you said before about, about what you what advice you would give your younger self which we'll come to in a sec um, <laughs> you you don't want to be spending all of your life doing something to an extent where you don't actually enjoy living <laughs> whether you're you know even if you're even if you're if even you're being recompensed um appropriately if you don't have the opportunity to enjoy to reap the benefits of that then why are you doing it in the first place and
0: on that note let's go and get a coffee
1: okay yeah well uh, it is i was in wales at the weekend driving up a mountain we're just going swimming now okay eh? enjoy
0: so we're at Grave de Lecq beach, this is a pretty beach on the north coast of Jersey and there's we're going to go to this cafe, what's it called? Uh Colleen's. Colleen's, Colleen's. right, um, uh. so the big question is, so I've got a time machine here and you can go back in time to visit only yourself, firstly when would you go back in time to and then secondly
1: what would you say to yourself? There's sort of three, three major stages in life I think when, when no, you're only allowed one, Conrad. Yeah, no, but there's three major stages yeah. which dictate when, when you need advice. Yeah. Um, the first stage when you're a toddler. You, you, you you're not going to No point. Yeah. <laughs> the third stage when you're in your 40s, um, obviously we're, the, we're there. So it's got to be teenage teenage years really. Yeah. That's when that's when probably most. People, but what? what early most teens, late need teens. need advice, and I would say middle middle teens probably. I suppose I made decisions back then based in part on um, the way that the education careers advice was given, uh, in part because I, my, my older brother was a lawyer and I saw that he, I saw the way that my parents reacted to him being, you know, successfully passing his bar exams and that all sort of fed into this idea that you should do something a certain way whereas actually I think if I was able to go back and give myself some advice at that stage and, and, and this, is, this, this is actually advice I've given in careers talks um, in recent years that I've been invited to do um, is, is simply to do to study topics that you enjoy and that interest you. You know, I I chose topics based on what I was told was necessary for the purpose of being a lawyer. Yeah. Um, You know, you have to do maths because it shows an analytical mind. You have to do history because it shows that you can recall facts. But would you... You have to do French because a language will be useful sort of thing. And, and, And actually, I didn't particularly enjoy maths. And I wouldn't have chosen it but for the fact that that's what the careers advisor told me. But, um, but if you did, if you. I mean. And I didn't do very well. I mean. But, but, in, in the exam at the end of the day because it wasn't a subject I enjoyed. Yeah. And st-
0: stepping back a little bit, I just work, first of all, I want to set the scene because you are literally physically time travelling. I want to know where you're time travelling to. Like, what, you know, what year is it, roughly? And when you meet yourself, what you're wearing? <laughs> it's just to give a description of you <laughs> as a teenager. So, so where where are you? You're you're uh, where, where? What time of day would you time travel to? You know what I mean? There's got to um, be some specifics.
1: Oh, that's a difficult question. This is very detailed.
0: Yeah, well, I know you've got to paint you've got to paint a picture. Very for the detailed. I mean, this is, I, I mean, imagine. You so you
1: are of the, one of the other things I was going to tell myself yeah. was not to make everything so perfect the whole time. Yeah, well, this is oh, because one of the things that I've struggled with, I, say, I use the word struggled sort of loosely, yeah. is is um, having very sort of high standards that I impose upon myself, um, and I think I think that that's actually that's actually sometimes. Um, Stops you doing things. Because yeah. You, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, because you're trying to do everything too well, and then you, yeah, and and you don't you, do it. You don't something because you're worried about not doing it well. Welcome and to it, my it, life. And it, it's, not, it's not just it's not just in a in a work sense or you know personal projects it, it, that can apply to relationships. It can apply yeah. to anything. You know, if, if you if you go in with standards that are so high that they're that they're not going to be achieved, you you sometimes don't but get you, off the ground. The
0: trouble is. If you said what you said to yourself at 16, whenever it was, you would not be here, you would not be doing what you're doing now, right? That's
1: the beauty of time travelling though, isn't it? But would it? Because, because the pressures that are placed on you as a, we're going to say 16 year old, by teachers and parents and, and people who are advising you are such that you're, you feel bound to, to listen to them. Yeah, um, but you wouldn't want to because the thing because is, if I was time traveling and and younger me could see that actually it's okay, it's okay. Well, oh, someone just got run over. Oh look, <laughs> um, then I think that would be reassuring, wouldn't it?
0: Yeah, I think as long as you, I think because life is a journey, right? I think the idea of this is not to change what you've done. No, it's just to, to reassure, re- to,
1: to know that it's it's going to be okay. Yeah um i like to think that it's important to have standards it's important to have goals and to achieve them and to follow through um but it's also important not to let that sort of overbearing level of perfection that sometimes creeps in to stop you doing that um and one of the benefits of being able to time travel back and reassure the decisions, are right. the decisions are right. I still think it's right to have to make decisions at that stage. I yeah. think that the decisions, however, should be based on what you enjoy doing, rather than what somebody else has told you is the right thing to do. Because ultimately, you want to end up in life, in a career, and in a relationship, and in a you know, in a situation that you enjoy you want to wake up in the morning and and feel great I love I love what I'm doing and I love where I am
0: but it's but it's also Um, but do you think not not
1: just choose something because someone else is telling you you need to be working in finance or you need to have a big house or you need to have three kids Um, but but, but I think now nowadays I think that potentially I'm not saying in all cases, but potentially I think the breadth of what's available to children means that the, the process of deciding what you have to do has been sort of delayed a bit, put off a bit. Yeah, okay. There's, a, there's an argument that kids nowadays aren't being forced into adulthood at the stage that we were. That's why you have so many kids still living at home. Yeah.
0: And also the cost of housing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and the cost of
1: housing plays into that as well. But, but, like yeah.
0: the, but one of the things um, I always thought interesting, like when I was talking, you know, if I went back in time, was what would my se- younger self actually think of me? Like, what do you think your younger self would think of you? Was In the first reaction. My God, where's your hair at gone? This,
1: <laughs> at this stage in time, my God, where's your hair gone? Yeah, um, that's, that's a sobering, a sobering thing. I had lots of hair when I was a teenager um i'd like to think that my younger self would think i'd ended up now at this moment in time in quite a good place because i'm doing something i enjoy granted i you know i accept that i'm in a fortunate position because i was able to work in my career for 20 years and and um my my wife, who I'm separated from at the moment, and I over that period built um, a lovely house, and we had we've had two amazing children. Um, so I accept I accept that I've been lucky in that respect. It's
0: not lucky but it's also choices, right?
1: Yeah, choices, yeah. Um, but but fortunate. For, when I say lucky, yeah. I mean fortunate. I, I accept that I'm in a fortunate position. At, this particular stage in life, I think what you're yeah. to have a little bit of freedom in, in yeah. deciding what I do next.
0: That, I mean, that's what you hit the nail on the head is to have the privilege. There is a privilege in having the space to actually go, what do I need to do next to make sure? Well, I don't think there's anything, there's no such thing as pure happiness. It doesn't exist. No. Life is up and down. It's, a bit, it's about being okay with yourself.
1: No, I I'm, I'm, I'm not by any means saying that I'm. Always happy at the moment. I, mean, no, no, no. I, I you know, I, I touched a moment on the fact that that I, I separated from my wife um, two years ago. Um, my mother died last year, um, so there's a sort of there's a mourning process in both of those scenarios. Um, and I suppose, whilst I chose to leave my job, there were lots of aspects about that job that I did enjoy and I do miss the aspects that I enjoy. So again I suppose if you're asking me what I might what what wisdom I might impart to my younger self it is that life is always gonna change and you have to embrace those changes. Um, and this is something I something I was sort of reading about the other day in terms of there's a there's a there's this idea that when people look forward to where they're going to be in five years most people don't really see much change at all no. if I was to ask you Phil where do you see yourself in five years time um, you'd, you'd probably say I'm a bit happier yeah. a bit, you know, a bit, a bit, working a bit less a bit, bit more well off you know, but you probably don't see yourself That's whereas, because, whereas yeah. if, if, you, if you actually look back over yeah. the last five-year yeah. period and I've used myself in this scenario. Big things changes. can change massively. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so
0: you're, all right. you're still all right, you're here yeah. and you're okay. Uh, so, so
1: looking back at what's happened is always a better guide, I think, than trying to imagine yourself in the future. You've got, you've got to take that previous experience in context to, to show yourself but also, that change is achievable yeah and okay, and yeah. Um, unforeseen change isn't the end of the world and this goes back to this idea of perfectionism and stuff if, if you if you go into a scenario where you say i want I want to build something I want to create something i want to I want to have a relationship and it's going to be a certain way you should always have a plan yes but if you try and make it Control too it, perfect yeah. if you try and make if you try and go for that ideal you're either going to be disappointed because it doesn't happen straight away or there's going to be so many hurdles that you give up in the first place and this this idea about living in the now i think is really important have a plan hmm. have a plan but live in the now and take the steps and use that plan to get there okay yourself from 20 years
0: ahead in the future comes back to you now and what do you reckon they'll say? The same sort of thing? Would do, do you reckon? I mean, this is going into your thing. What do you see yourself in this 20 is, years?
1: This is, this is, this is, I mean, might be, you know, I suppose this plays, into what, this, is, this plays into what we've just discussed, Phil. Yeah. This idea that most people, when they think ahead, don't really see many changes in life. Yeah. But what do you see? Um, do you, with your wisdom I, now? I, 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 at the moment, my children are. Are, are everything to me, and you know they—they are still in education. They still have several years where they're going to need um, their parents um, close close by. Um, but I can't say that I haven't considered completely turning things on their head. And and wouldn't it be great just to sort of pack everything into a, into a van and drive around the world. A land driver, not a van. And, 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 and I spoke to one of my friends the other day who went traveling later in life, but went traveling and stayed in hostels and, and stuff. And, and he remarked that it was, it was really interesting to see sort of dreams shattered where teenagers and people in their early twenties had gone traveling um, and then the first place they'd got to, they'd sort of ended up in a job, being paid minimum wage, living in a hostel, and they were still there after a year because
0: they never could get they never, out of it. They never yeah. had
1: the funds to carry on. Yeah. Um, so, so, so I suppose I suppose you'd be a nomad. One of, one of the one Conrad of the the, nomad. One of the one of the appealing things maybe would be to have that opportunity to go travelling later in life when potentially it's a bit easier
0: well i think i think this is as a first podcast i think this has been very good we're not we're not done yet we because we have got to got after the coffee we're going to jump in the car okay. and we we'll we'll just do a further. i check. hope but
1: i hope i hope that my future self is happy at the end of the day
0: you you've got the only defender in the car park there was
1: there one did drive past whilst we were oh, after coffee yeah
0: it's um there's a lot of these VW Caravans. People like those, yeah. Yeah. Bit more creature comforts. There's a lot of mud on your Defender, which is a good sign, right? They're meant to have mud. Eric Conrad, I'm going to go.
1: Okay. Well, it's been lovely to see you. Yeah, so.
0: thank you very much, and good luck with everything. Cheers. And uh, maybe we should revisit this in 20 years.
1: Uh, yeah. Let's do that.
0: Well, five. Is that five? five? Was there a seven? Five. The Buddhists say seven, life goes in seven-year cycles.
1: That probably makes sense actually, yeah. seven
0: years. Anyway, thank yeah. you very much.
1: Thanks, Phil. Um, would
0: you give me a discount on one of your Land Rovers? <laughs> <laughs> so I have just left Conrad in his workshop, finishing off, well, he's not finishing off, he's got two Land Rovers, so I think he's gonna finish them today, um, in my electric car, which is making no noise. And it's, you know, it's great, but there's something about the defenders very cool well that was my first podcast of the series and what do i think i think it was the answers i i mean i definitely related to what conrad said about giving yourself the space to live in the moment and not judge yourself just to go for it not to change what's happened in his life but just to enjoy it more i think the big takeouts from it and I think that's true in relationships and because everything changes everything's there's no such thing as constant um as we can tell in the world we live in but yeah I think it's good and I look forward to meeting our next guest who will be um well you'll find out what it'll be by listening um anyway thanks for well listening um and if you made it this far you've done pretty well because I think this is over an hour or something crazy Um, Any ideas or thoughts about the questioning in terms of time travelling? Shout, because uh, I might have got it wrong, there might be better questions to ask, but I'm very open to um, any suggestions. I'm still waiting for this gate to be fixed so I can get out of here. Um, But I think they're going to be a while. It's a nice wooden gate, though, so it's nice to look at, I suppose. Two men working on it. One has a slight Mohican haircut, and the other one doesn't. They're wearing grey shirts, one shorts, one trousers. I reckon he regrets wearing the trousers because it's quite warm today. Um, oh, they're laying me free, isn't that? So they must be very annoying trying to do this gate okay, while well, people are driving in and out. Thank you. Sorry. Um, yeah. Anyway, it's probably the worst bit of the podcast me rambling on about nonsense. Um, but yeah, it was good. I will see you next time. Well, I won't see you. I'll hear you next time. You'll hear me next time because I won't hear you. Anyway, shut up. I'm going. Bye.